0: Hello and welcome to the first anniversary episode of Songs for When. A year old music podcast that helps
1: you decide the perfect playlist for every occasion.
0: Oh, I don't like her. I love her. It's Em.
1: And I don't love him. I like him. It's George. <laughs> you know. <tell. laughs> No, of
0: course. I love you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, too. We're finally off the breast.
1: <laughs> solid, solid. Uh,
0: yeah, solids. And I've gone through a whole night without pissing myself. Amazing. Aww. <laughs> oh, big thank you to everyone that has been with us for 365 days.
1: I literally only found out today. I say found out, like, it was a secret, that it was
0: our, <laughs> it was our
1: first anniversary. Like, I
0: I hadn't even realised at all. I might, as a treat, listen to our first episode today. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't think it was that bad. I think it was the second episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. What have you been binging this week? What have you been binging this week? uh sheridan smith yeah you told me about this
0: she's busy she's i mean she's always busy i think she might be the busiest woman in britain she's
1: she's our chris jenner
0: (laughs) so for anyone that's not british sheridan smith is a actress singer come presenter come musical theater actress isn't she is that what she is
1: like a musical theater star She's done it all.
0: But she's also, if there is a distressed northern mother to be played in a drama, she is the one to do it.
1: I mean, there is, there is real growth there because there was a time when there was like, if there's a chavy bimbo young adult to be played...
0: That was her. It's
1: good. Sheridan Smith would play that part. So she, there is definite growth there.
0: It's obviously no fault of her own. She probably filmed them all at various stages over the last year or so. But some idiot in scheduling somewhere has put them all on in the same week.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. So you so got like one on ITV, one on Channel 4.
0: One on Channel 5. And then she's also, <laughs> last month she had one on BBC One as well. <laughs>
1: Books and blessed isn't she
0: <laughs> she is so the, the one we've finished is called no return and it's about a family who go on holiday to turkey and uh, their young son their 16 year old son gets accused of sexual assault of uh, of another boy and it's up to Sheza to prove his innocence
1: so it's light-hearted romps
0: <laughs> yeah it's all about sun sea and white wine in the sun and the city (laughs) it's fine it's good it was you know it's exactly what you want from an itv drama yeah i want scenes of crying i want drama i want cliffhangers and i also want come on in welcome to the you know the itv hub yeah possibly possibly the worst app in the world
1: it's so bad
0: (laughs) terrible what about you pretty bad as well though channel Channel 4 channel do you know whose is good channel 5 Yeah, underrated. Why have they got such a good, like, streaming service for Channel 5?
1: My favourite thing about Channel 5 is they always do countdown shows, and I love countdown shows.
0: They do always do countdown shows. Yeah,
1: like, the best adverts ever, best chocolate bars ever, Top (coughs) Toms of the 70s. love them.
0: Yeah, and then they'll just be like the same revolving door of talking heads, giving their opinions.
1: Yeah, me and Tom love those.
0: They're very easy to put on in the background, aren't they?
1: That isn't what I've been binging, though. Good. It's good. It is positive, isn't it? I have been (laughs) binging. Love is blind. New series out. Ooh,
0: yes, very excited. Is Nick Lachey and his wife just as useless as last time?
1: I don't get. I don't see why this show needs hosts.
0: No, I don't either. It's very weird.
1: (laughs) They don't do anything other than being like, this is where you are now. And then this is where you are now, but you're engaged. And then <laughs> that's it, really. They don't even narrate it or anything. You know, like the, <laughs> they
0: don't.
1: you know, Like the woman on the circle at least like narrates it.
0: Yeah, she does. So for anyone that doesn't know, what is the concept of Love is Blind?
1: So Love is Blind, I think it's like 25 pairs of people, so 50 all together. They take part in this dating experiment where they go into these pods Um, And they basically speed date every every one of the opposite sex um, in the hopes of finding someone to marry. And the whole process takes about six weeks. So the first week, they're speed dating and proposing. Um, The second week, they're on holiday. And then it's like four weeks of living together to prepare for the wedding. And then by the end of it, um, we just have to work out and see whether they actually do want to get married. So it's mad. The whole thing's absolutely insane.
0: I I loved series one. I'm very excited to get into series two. If Sheridan Smith would just stop making dramas, I would... You
1: could do it. I could
0: do it, but she's not taking a break anytime soon.
1: So season one, I feel like there were some brilliant couples that you were like rooting for from the get-go.
0: Lauren and Cameron. Uh, Lauren (laughs) Lauren and Cameron.
1: (laughs) From like the very first episode. And then they went on the holiday and then... Like I think we feel like with Lauren and Cameron, there were some slight issues in that she was a bit worried about the commitment of marriage, and her her dad was going to be an issue. Like he her dad some had opinions. concerns
0: around him being white and marrying. Like, yeah, him. but
1: I think they're all valid things to even worry about. But there yeah. was never any real doubt, right, with Lauren and Cameron. Like they from the get
0: go, it was they, they were the ones it, it. They could rely on, weren't they? <laughs>
1: Yeah, everyone else was sort of like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. This year, I feel like they are all done with each other and it's only just a holiday. (laughs) I'm so
0: excited.
1: (laughs) I cannot see any of them getting married at this point. I cannot see it. No way.
0: Do you remember that really funny moment from series one? Um, Was her name Gia? I think it was. And she's like, you know how you always say it's the best sex of your life? Notice how yeah. <laughs> I don't say it back. Oh. <laughs> and then she got dumped at the altar, didn't she? And she ran away and fell down a hill. <laughs> yeah, but the I was
1: I was watching that episode uh, uh, like some earlier episodes back because so I just wanted to see Lauren and Cameron. I um,
0: have a YouTube. I like, you could just watch that.
1: Yeah, I know, but I like to see them fall in love. And um, she this girl like Gigi or. Giovanna or whatever her name is she was like "Um, when it means something the sex is really great and then later on she's like I'd never tell you the sex is great it's like well what the fuck were you five minutes ago it's just really weird and then he did leave her at the altar he did she kept saying to him I think we should just be friends
0: she was very antagonistic I thought do you remember the woman who fed her dog red wine
1: yeah she's like this is just what I do sometimes
0: <laughs> no you shouldn't do that She just like he loves wine <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is what I do sometimes.
0: No, she was very hung up on the guy that didn't propose to her. So she basically just sort of, I feel like she, the red wine woman, agreed to get engaged to the guy she got engaged to purely so she could stay on the show.
1: Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree because the amount of times that she met up with the guy that she liked but didn't propose to her.
0: Yeah. Crazy. I saw a little clip from series two and it was this guy, like basically he was an absolute hunk, but he had grey hair and he was like, I'm really excited to get in the pods and, you know, girls not to judge me on my hair. And I thought, so the concept of this show is really hot people that, like, I don't know, I just thought, what? Like, you're odd. That's it must odd.
1: be like, they must have to rate them on attraction so it's equal because they are all still attractive.
0: Yeah, of course they are. It's not like joe average and then naomi campbell is it
1: no and it's not like people have got like black teeth or like (laughs) do you know what i mean it's not people that are literally like ogre
0: looking (laughs) it's not shrek and fiona is it although i bet they'd find each other in the pods because it's meant to be they're meant to be i can't believe that's where we've gone with this
1: get cracking with today's episode
0: i think we should so as you know by now each week we pick a playlist theme then we go away we pick five songs each that we think best best fit that playlist theme then we come together and share our songs and choices here
1: uh i know you're thinking it's going to be songs for when it's your one year anniversary but as i told you like i literally didn't even know about that so it's not that (laughs) 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 so the theme Uh, this week is songs for when you think that talent show losers need more credit or something along those lines.
0: It's talent show losers. Talent show losers. So anyone that didn't win.
1: Yeah, anyone that didn't win a talent show. And what makes this actually exciting, it's kind of a special episode for our anniversary, is that me and George are attempting to educate each other slightly and that I'm only allowed to bring American talent show loser contestants and George is only allowed to bring... British talent show loser
0: contestants. Yeah. I, I, I kind of gave myself the rest of the world, but it became all British.
1: And I say talent show losers from America, but it's just American
0: Idol. Sorry. <laughs> Mine's mainly X Factor with a sprinkling of Fame Academy.
1: Should I kick us off this week?
0: All right. So we've got categories, haven't we?
1: Oh my gosh, of course. I completely forgot we've got categories.
0: Category is...
1: So there's not a winner. We just wanted to like limit ourselves. Like I couldn't bring like five jennifer hudson so are there five jennifer hudson uh, I, ch- I struggled with it <laughs> so sh- shall we say our first category then is the biggest loser so the most successful loser of a talent show yes my biggest loser for american idol is jennifer hudson and i am coming at you today with and i'm telling you i have not going
0: Obviously, you couldn't have brought Spotlight because we had that literally three weeks ago. However, what made you not choose Memory from the movie Cats?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I actually think that she sings Memory really well.
0: Uh, No one was disputing that she sang it really well. What we were disputing was that the weird snot shot.
1: The snot shot was weird. But the reason that I did overlook Memory was... (laughs) Well, there there were multiple. But the reason that I bought, and I'm telling you I'm not going... Is because as well as losing American Idol, quite significantly
0: as well. Yeah, she didn't just come like second or third, did she? She came like seventh or something. Yeah, and I'm pretty certain she never always got that positive feedback or comments from the judges, did she?
1: So she placed seventh on the third season of American Idol and she was in the bottom two, like a considerable amount. And there is often a lot of talk about how she sort of, fought with or clashed with Simon Cowell like a lot she didn't do very well at all on American Idol I actually didn't watch this season I started watching like religiously the season after this but the reason that I bought and I'm telling you I'm not going for Dreamgirls because not only has she had a really successful music career
0: she won a fucking Oscar for this she won an Oscar she is an Oscar winner she's also a Grammy winner
1: she's a Grammy winner an Oscar winner this is an incredible achievement for someone that like she was she was just she got to the live shows. Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm, she fell out the no, live shows. Um, she would she could have easily, she could have very easily been forgotten about very quickly.
1: Yeah. And another thing that the Americans might not know, she actually was a coach on our version of the voice.
0: She was, wasn't she?
1: Yeah, so not only did she rise from like being on a talent show, she was actually a coach on a talent show
0: i i think you're right i think she is america's most successful loser
1: yeah 100 it's
0: ironic because she 100%. was at one point the face of weight watchers
1: oh well done and she did lose loads of weight didn't she
0: she did. She's very felt. I don't think she'd be cast as Effie White anymore.
1: No, she could still sing it, though. She could still Oh, well, sing I've heard it. her
0: sing it. She, when she was in the UK doing The Voice, she did a gig at GAY in London, and there's, like, a video <sighs> performance of her singing. I'm telling you, I'm not going to a room of drunk gay men. And oh, she my is God. having the time of her life. They are having the time of their life. Yeah, she can still, still sing it. I love it. I am, controversially, don't think this is her best song in the movie, though.
1: I agree. I don't, I... Think she's got some great songs in the movie, which I think I probably should have picked, like out of preference. But this is such an epitome of the career that she's had, in my opinion. It is
0: time. what won her the Oscar. This scene, this scene, yeah. I think, is what clinched that award for her.
1: Because I love oh my gosh, what is the one that she sings? Love you, I do. I absolutely oh, love
0: it. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. My favourite is I Am Changing from near the sort of like the
1: second half. Um,
0: J- yeah, and the, the, where yeah, iconic, stunning, and like you forget. I when I saw it on your playlist, I was like, oh my god! Of course, Jennifer Hudson was on a talent show.
1: Yeah, but she's made such a career for herself outside of that. Bravo, well done, J.
0: Hud. Well done, J. Hud. I'm sure she cares she's, what we've got. She's to been say. on
1: this podcast a lot. Twice, three times. What's the f-
0: hang on? Spotlight. Well, this.
1: Yeah. Oh her- yeah. Episode one. Yeah, she was on it. Oh my gosh! Full circle
0: here we go okay so my choice for biggest loser and i i don't think there's ever been a more successful talent show loser anywhere in the world in terms no, of right. music uh, so my choice is one direction and i thought it would only be right if i bought the song best song ever <laughs> obviously like i said they uh, they just went to another planet didn't they with their fame and their success
1: it was crazy. I know, like, we talked a while ago about. Actually, was it on our podcast? First, course, first. I can't remember. But didn't Melby describe, like, the Spice Girls as being, like, the, ne- the next Beatles?
0: Melby described the Spice Girls as the female Beatles.
1: or the female Beatles. Well, One Direction of the Next Beatles, then. In a way that I don't feel like their influence on music is as significant. I'm not saying that. In the way that the world went fucking mad for them.
0: Absolutely insane. Like, like you. Couldn't move them. And I'm going to say, although I'm not a massive boy band fan, I think they've got quite a lot of good songs.
1: I think they've got quite a lot of earworms, in my opinion. Quite a lot of earworms. And quite a lot of songs that if they came on, I'd have a boogie Oh
0: uh, Yeah, okay. I was going to say, though, also from listening to this song, it kind of is like a sequel to Tribute by Tenacious D. <laughs>
1: It's like a pop boy band version of uh, Jack Black. Well,
0: it just made it got me thinking. So you know, in Tenacious D's tribute, they sing about um, the time that they played the best song in the world, but like it isn't the best song in the world. It, it's just a tribute. Yeah. Well, the best song ever by One Direction is not the best song ever. It's about the best song ever. The
1: best song ever. They say, don't we? That we danced all night to the best song ever. I now wonder: is it the same song? <sighs> And it's Ooh. just so good, It's
0: too pure for our memory. What would you say it was? What we don't know, Em, because One Direction can't remember it. The Birdie song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking earlier when I was listening. I was like, I'm not sure that I could pick their voices apart. Like, I don't think I could. I think no, I can get I, a bit of Harry. I can I get a can bit of Harry. Harry,
0: because I love his solo music, so I know what his voice sounds like.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably it as well.
0: But other than that, no, I couldn't pick their voices out. Maybe, you know, true fans could.
1: Another thing that I find really weird about the fandom of One Direction is, like, the amount of people that are still obsessed with it.
0: Mmm, yes.
1: Like, the people that write, like, the fan fiction and stuff about them being <laughs> gay.
0: Larry, Larry Stylinson.
1: It's so weird, but I was obsessed a few years ago with the fact that I thought that Louis Tomlinson's baby was a fraud. It was a fraud.
0: Oh my god! And he got not at you personally, but he did get very annoyed about that, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I was well into that conspiracy theory. I
0: thought it was. Thought you illegal. were. I remember it <laughs> vividly. Remember it. Uh, I don't usually go in for that stuff. First, I thought you were joking. Then I, I didn't know. I still don't know if you were joking or I think not.
1: I, I think I, I obviously don't believe it anymore because he has a child, but at the time... <laughs> It just, it just shows you how opinions can change
0: <laughs> <laughs> this song like we were saying how massive they were so this song was the lead single from their movie it wasn't like spice world but it was released in the cinema it was like a documentary movie a docu film if you please
1: i actually watched a clip earlier from um the graham norton show when they were on it and ian McKellen was on it with them and he like zips open his jacket and he's got a one direction shirt on
0: oh! That's really cute. Would you say this is One Direction's best song ever? Um, I really, I really like it.
1: I actually, they're one of those bands. If the song came on, I'd be like, oh, "This is One Direction," but I might not mm. remember any of their songs. Then I'm not the biggest fan. I never, I never no. have been. I never was at the time. They were an annoying boy band, and everyone was obsessed with them. I like them more now that they are separate entities.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And I like One Direction more now that they're not everywhere. Like, I don't feel like I've yeah. been told to
1: like them anymore. Now you can feel like you can just go back and like listen to their stuff. But obviously, obviously, George, this was a great choice because One Direction are the biggest talent show losers in the entire
0: world. Isn't they it mental are. that they lost?
1: Yeah, I can't even... Who won that year?
0: Matt Cardell. Mad. Matt Cardell was second. Rebecca Ferguson was second. One Direction came third.
1: Absolutely mad.
0: In fourth place was Cher Lloyd.
1: What a year.
0: Mental. A good one. Very it's given good.
1: Given us one. a lot. Given us a lot. What should we do for our next category?
0: You can choose. Should
1: we do runner up
0: then? Yeah, do runner up then.
1: My pick for runner up for a series of American Idol is a contestant from season seven of American Idol. And obviously he was the runner-up, so he came second. It's Crush by David
0: know <laughs> So this song was the one at what one of two of all of your choices, but the most, the most typical talent show singer song.
1: Oh my gosh, that's hundred percent why I picked it. Oh, I just freaking love it.
0: It is good. I did like it as well.
1: <laughs> did you like?
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. I. Like it. it is so
1: good. You know what? It reminds me of. It what? reminds me of like the male Leanne rhymes.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to say the American Shane Ward.
1: I think it's a bit more like cheesy. It's a bit more like clunky. There's not... Yeah, I just love it. I loved <laughs> it when it came out. I was obsessed with this song. Oh, it came so who, out.
0: who won his series?
1: His series was won by someone else called David. No lie.
0: His name was David Cook. Oh, I remember. I do remember. I remember you talking about it. So what's David up to now? I've seen him in some some TikToks. Oh, excellent. <laughs>
1: I think he has I think he has been releasing new music.
0: Didn't he come out as well?
1: Oh, I've got God knows. He yeah. says he's part of the LGBT community, but he's not sure of his own sexuality. Well good for him. Yeah, be be who you want to be. But I don't know. I have never listened to this man other music, but as soon as we started talking about <laughs> and I'm not even sure that he was hugely like my favourite. I'm not even it sure that he was... It not feel like
0: the sort of music you would listen to, I'm honest. No.
1: My favourite on the series was a man, um, a, ca- a contestant called Jason Castro, who used to sometimes like sing with a an ukulele and had dreadlocks.
0: Sounds very annoying.
1: That sounds much more like me, though, right?
0: Yeah, very annoying.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> I, really like... I don't really like him, and I've never actually listened to any of his other music. I just really liked this one song at the time. <laughs> And Come that's we line. are. And that's,
0: I just, and that's it's David It's so out of character. It's so out of character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wasn't he in Hannah Montana? Possibly. He had like boyish was... good looks, didn't he? Like teeny looks. I feel like he, he was so, used... so young
1: when he was on mm. American Idol. So young. I feel young. like he
0: probably could have very easily done the Disney circuit.
1: Yeah, 100%. He was like. Um... He's only like a year older than us, year or two older than us, which is really crazy if you think back to the seventh season of of American Idol. It was 2008 that he was on it.
0: God, we were just wrapping up school.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And I was obsessed with it at this point. I, me and my mum would watch every season because it used to be on ITV too.
0: It did, yeah. Where is it? I think it's, oh, it's Netflix now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's Netflix now, yeah. So that's David Archuleta. He was the runner-up season seven of American Idol 2008. And the, and the song Crush is a banger.
0: Yeah, I fucking loved it. I would like someone to maybe cover it at some point, so we can get a, get an upgrade on you know twenty twenty two perspective from it.
1: I think it's his most famous song.
0: I ah, bet this is, like for this Americans, th- quite a nostalgic song. I can imagine.
1: I think it probably is. Hmm. I think it probably is. This song on Spotify has had one hundred forty five million plays.
0: Not everyone has that.
1: And he did release the song last release song last year. Okay, in October, but no albums. I don't think.
0: What, since this one?
1: No, th- there was an album in 2020, an album in 2018, which looks like it was a Christmas album.
0: Ooh, I can get on board with that.
1: There are a couple of singles from 2021, but he needs to hire someone to do his album art, as well. Oh, I'm
0: saying. I, know, I can picture exactly what type of album artwork it is.
1: Yeah, not great. Yeah. There we go.
0: Okay. So, my choice for runner up is the runner up from series one of BBC's Fame Academy. So, I've got Sinead Quinn with her song I Can't Break Down.
1: I completely forgot about Sinead Quinn. I completely forgot about Sinead Quinn.
0: I will never forget right. about Sinead Quinn as long as I live. And
1: I loved... This song.
0: Did you love it when it came out or was this like a... I remember it,
1: it was very nostalgic when I heard it today, but I don't have vivid memories of it, but I know that I knew it when it came out.
0: So Sinead, yeah, Sinead was on Fame Academy in 2002, which was a different kind of reality singing show to a lot of the ones we get, even now, before and after, in that it mm. like much more encouraged you to develop as a songwriter and an artist. So Sinead actually wrote I Can't Break Down during her time on the show... And then, like, I
1: think it's actually quite a well-written song.
0: It is a well-written song. So then she performed it on one of like the live shows where then she went through. But she lost out to a man called David Sneddon.
1: David Sneddon! I remember
0: him. Yeah. Was this song... Uh, oh, Stop Living the Lie. That was his song. But yeah, Sinead, kind of... This song was quite a big hit. It went to number two in the UK charts. She's done better than Lisa Scott Lee, hasn't she? She has. Yeah, Lisa Scott Lee's never had a solo top two song. So... Yeah. Yeah. That's something. So made yeah. after this, she did release an album and she did have another single, but it never really went anywhere for her. But we'll always have, I Can't Break Down.
1: I love this. And you know yeah, what like... else I loved? I what? just loved Fame Academy.
0: <laughs> Why? It was awful. Because
1: it was only on for like two seasons, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, plus there was three seasons of Comic Relief Does Fame Academy.
1: <laughs> yes, there was three seasons. Because I remember I was really... Pleased with uh oh Aid Edmondson was on it. Adrian Edmondson
0: was on it. He <laughs> like was, and um, Ruby Wax, she did yeah. really well on it. And Tara Palmer Tomkinson, may she rest in peace. She did she won. She won, she won Fame she? Academy.
1: Yeah. I just think it was brilliant. I think it was brilliant. And you know what else? I really love Lamar.
0: I know you really love Lamar to the point where you were basically trying to tell me to put Lamar on. You were like, me. Oh,
1: I don't know if there's any from Fame Academy. And I was like, uh Lamar, 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 Lamar. Lamar Love came Lamar.
0: third behind Sinead.
1: Another thing, I completely forgot that Robin Gibb... Oh,
0: my God, he was a judge, wasn't he? Or like a yeah. mentor, whatever they called them on that show. Yeah. It was all kind of themed because it was called Fame Academy. I remember the theming of it all being like it was like a school, like a boarding school. Yeah. And each week the judges put three of the acts on academic probation. <laughs> And they were, so it was a bit of a different format in that everyone performed every week, but it was only the ones that were up for probation that would be up for going home, and it was all based on how they performed that week. And
1: didn't they all like live in a like a big old house?
0: Yeah, like a boarding school kind, like an academy. Yeah, like
1: a, and they'd all perform from inside like a central room in that.
0: That was like the studio, yeah. But like yeah. during the week, they'd all collaborate with each other and write their songs. But yeah, I justice for Sinead, I. Just don't know where she Justice is. Justice for days. Fame
1: Academy. Let's bring Fame Academy back.
0: The BBC needs something like this ever since The Voice moved to ITV with maybe some more A list judges.
1: But Patrick Keelty and Kat Dealy could come back to host.
0: They could. And then it was Richard Park uh, um, and
1: Carrie Grant and David Carrie Grant. Carrie and David Grant. And
0: David, they were husband and wife, weren't they?
1: Yeah, and they're always looking for
0: work. Well, they're just singing coaches. That's their job. Like,
1: And you know, earlier we were talking about those countdown shows. Yeah. On Channel 5. Carrie Grant and David Grant are always on the music. I was though. going
0: to say at the time, but I thought I'd save it for this little bit. They were always, always, things. always.
1: Yeah. Oh, I do like them. They're... I, yeah, I miss Fame Academy. This is just a brilliant time for British music. It just was. Disclaimer, you will not find this song on the playlist this week because it is unavailable on Spotify.
0: Go to YouTube. Maybe she took. Maybe she took it off. Her other song is on there. Like her second single is on streaming.
1: Maybe she took it this off Spotify because she knew that would do the most damage.
0: Oh, is this like her Joe Rogan protest? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: But should I should I do my next one?
0: So the next choice is personal favorite. So this is a loser, a talent show loser who you love so okay. my
1: choice for personal favourite is a contestant from the fifth season of American Idol he came third it is Elliot Yameen and his song Moving On I'll be gone and I won't always be down
0: cause I'm giving it up to you and you know this much is true as time It's crazy but I just can't do this. do this So this was the other one that I yeah thought was like the most like the sort of song that would come out of someone from one of these shows. yeah,
1: brilliant brilliant <laughs> what I loved Elliot, you mean <laughs> freaking loved him
0: you, what I don't know how much are we talking? Are we talking like a one direction fan loving it? I wanted him to win. I wanted him to win. And who did win?
1: Oh, I don't know if I did want him to win because this was... Season five was a fucking brilliant season of American Idol. It was really, really good. Taylor Hicks won uh, season five of American Idol, who I absolutely adored because he had like grey hair. um, I remember him. I know who he is. Yeah, he's like part of the Grand Old Opry now and everything. Like he's
0: yes, I know brilliant. exactly who this man is. Yes,
1: we I loved him. He was like twenty seven or twenty eight when he went on it, and he had this wonderful grey hair that he'd had since like he was seventeen. And he used to th- sing like the Doobie Brothers and Sam Kirk. It was brilliant. Catherine McPhee was also on this season.
0: Oh, she came um, second. Controversial Trump supporter.
1: Uh huh. Um, couldn't put her on for multiple reasons. We also had Chris Daughtry, who... I know the name, uh, I know the name. He started a band called Daughtry after this, and that was quite successful as well. So there were quite a few um, big names, successful people come out came out of this. Um, Kelly Pickler, who's another country music star. I
0: know the name.
1: Um, yeah, so these are like, that was their top five. Um, this was a good season, and I think this was the season that I really, really got into American Idol. I love Taylor. I did love Taylor Hicks. But Elliot's voice was just always incredible, effortless. He sings, like, effortlessly. I,
0: I was going to say, I he thought does... his voice was much better than the song. Like, I wanted him to be singing a better song because I thought his voice was so good.
1: His voice was amazing. And when he performed on the show, he picked some fucking brilliant, brilliant songs. So he... I remember... um he did If You Really Love Me by Stevie Wonder in one of the first perform like live show performances and that was my probably my favorite Stevie Wonder song he's done he did Donny Hathaway Song for You Moody's Mood for Love um he just did some amazing amazing songs and then he came out with this album and I was so disappointed but this is the best song from it, in my opinion. All the
0: other okay. songs are quite slow. This also reminded me of... Do you remember the year um, Australia first did Eurovision?
1: Yeah.
0: It reminded me of that song that they entered that year by oh, Guy Sebastian. It was wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a bit like everyone was calling him the Australian Olly Murs, but it was a bit funkier than that.
1: Like, So I listened back to his first album. So like, I was like, I loved Elliot, you mean? But... Um, it just wasn't the best, but he is my favourite and I do quite like this song. It's quite funky, but So
0: where were you getting these? Were you getting them like on your annual family holidays to Florida? No,
1: they were in HMV. Were they? Yeah, I got this
0: from HMV. This album. Like from imported HMV. or just for sale? Like normal?
1: I have no idea. But I had this I had this album and I knew this album. There is no way at that time that I would have known this album otherwise. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, was from like, like- two thousand and seven. Is-
0: These days, it's very easy because of streaming and stuff, but then you would have physically had to have bought it.
1: Yeah. Unless I did it on, like, LimeWire or something.
0: (laughs) Gave a whole family a computer virus at the same time. Yeah.
1: But he... um, I really liked him because he's... He just doesn't look like an American Idol. He just... Not at any point did he look like an American Idol. He looks, like, really nerdy. And then he sings just wonderfully. It's just his voice,
0: really. It's his voice. His voice is fantastic. The song did not do it justice was what I thought
1: like it's okay it's an okay song isn't it it's okay yeah Yeah, the the song's okay
0: he deserves better he should be singing better songs stunning um so my personal favourite was Aidan Grimshaw um with his song Curtain Call don't let time be wasted let your heart dictate this take my hand and follow me Control with me tonight.
1: Aidan Grimshaw was a personal favourite for you. I fucking loved Aidan Grimshaw. I had no idea. I thought you were going to pick Honey G. Ah!
0: <laughs> Did you not know I loved Aidan Grimshaw? No. Oh my God, no, no, it no. might have been a little bit to do with the fact that I really fancied him. Oh yeah, that's it. He was also good. And then he released, so he was on The X Factor in the year 2010. So the same series as One Direction. Oh my and, God, really? Um, you loved this, that series, didn't you? You loved I must it. have done, yeah. So he had like some really great weeks. Do you remember when he sang Mad World? No, I don't at all. Oh, look it up when we get off. It was really, really good. He had some really great weeks, but I just think he was not the X Factor. Does that make sense? He should have been on Fame Academy. He would have suited Fame Academy really, really well, wouldn't he? Because he's a songwriter and like that yeah. kind of thing. So then he released his album, Misty Eye, in 2012. <laughs> Yet, yeah, not a great name for an album, is it? <laughs> his album didn't exactly set the world alight. It didn't massively chart anywhere. But I fucking loved this song when it came out. What did you think of Curtain Call?
1: I loved the lady singing in it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was great.
0: But you didn't like Aiden.
1: No, I just couldn't get. I couldn't get behind this one. Ah, obviously, I found him quite forgettable.
0: Obviously, Do you remember when he yeah. performed on the X Factor? He was always very intense, wasn't he?
1: No, again. <laughs> <laughs> at all. i can't believe this i like i recognize his face but like i don't i don't I can't... have a huge memory of him performing and i watched that season because obviously one direction and rebecca
0: ferguson so he went out against katie Waisel. do you remember her
1: yeah, she, I remember her. She was nuts. And I remember Rebecca Ferguson.
0: Yeah, but I just don't remember him at all. He was in. He, you know, he was mentored by Danny Minogue, the same category as Matt Cardle. Yeah. I can't believe this. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've known some of your American Idol contestants more than you've remembered, <laughs> <Nathan>. <laughs> This is a bloody lead balloon, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I like the woman that was singing on it. She's not even credited. <laughs> no.
1: I thought it must be featuring someone. Not nah.
0: But that's the thing, isn't it? He's not even singing his own chorus. Do you know what's really funny as well?
1: That, like, he's again, like, a similar age to us, like, same age as us. But when I was watching The X Factor, I was convinced that everyone was so much older than me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, everyone yeah, was even so the people much older. Than me.
0: Like, yeah, completely agree with you. But it turns out that he is, like, the same school year as us. Get when we're done here. Go on YouTube and watch him perform Mad World, and you'll remember. You'll be like, "Oh, Scary Eyes." You remember him?
1: Okay, maybe then, maybe. But was we'll piercing, see.
0: like very intense. He shook a lot when he sang, but not because he had a, like a tick. <gasps> oh was, like, my was... god, I remember. He was very intense. On Halloween week, he sang Thriller, and it was very intense. That was his thing. Yes. Always very intense.
1: Yes, when as soon as you said shaking. <laughs> I, don't know why. I just knew it. I knew
0: it. <laughs> right. This right, not right, the most right. jolly either, was it? So it's not really, you know, it's a bit unusual. Nah.
1: Yeah. Um, so our <laughs> next category is gonna be we were all rooting for you, isn't it? We were all rooting for you. My um entry for this category is a contestant from the 17th season of American Idol so we're jumping way ahead Jesus now
0: I say want to stop
1: Yeah it is uh out loud by Alejandro Aranda or Scary Cool Party
0: did totally throw me in for a little minute i thought maybe it was someone from the voice because obviously i know on the voice they're allowed duos and stuff aren't they so and it wasn't yeah. a person's name so i was yeah. like oh and i chose not to do research because that would be too prepared
1: so he's on the um he's from the katie perry luke bryan lionel richie era of american idol mm-hmm. that well, as it came back do you know what i mean it, went, it, it was like
0: a big finale where they made a big deal about american idol ending didn't they
1: yeah, and then it, it, obviously it came back with these judges and I, I've been watching it since Alejandro's season. He came into the audition room and he was so shy and he this is the song that he sang it at his audition. He wrote it himself. Oh, wow. He plays the guitar himself and the judges were fucking floored. Fucking flawed. Katy Perry even said that he thought he'd be the winner um, at that audition. He did another song on the piano and they were like crying. They were so amazed. And I think the reason that I picked him for We Were All rooting For You is because I think everyone was rooting for him because he's just not American idol. The music that he makes, the way that he sings, it's just not talent show. He has so much more to him. And I think we were all hoping um, throughout that season, that he, this guy that was really different and made his own music. And I think we were all hoping, and then a country star one. So there we go. America
0: need to drop it. They have got enough country stars.
1: Yeah. So he, he, people were obsessed with him. Like, and it, When it went back for the season after this and they, you know, at the start, they do like everyone's come out this season and it was all they were talking about was Alejandro. They weren't talking about the actual winner of the season before. They were talking about Alejandro who came second. So I could have used him for runner up as well. But, oh, I just love him. I love him. And he performs under the name Scary Pool Party.
0: Right. Yes, that makes sense. So, I mean, what things I really, really liked about this song. I loved the guitar playing. It was very like, look at what I can do.
1: Yeah, like, and he does it. He thing. does it all. If you watch him, his hands move so fucking fast, unbelievable.
0: I also really like the recording. Had like a, li- it felt live. It felt like it was all just being done in one take. Like, they didn't feel like there was a lot of producing, a lot of production happening here.
1: Yeah. Okay. And well, I really yeah. like
0: his voice as well. So I am intrigued to go and watch some of his American Idol performances.
1: Yeah, I definitely watched it because it was just we. I think everyone was just blown away, and he it like sort of went viral, and everyone was really.
0: I bet if I watch it, I'll probably recognise it. I bet I'll be like, oh, this is him. Let me Google He had it right this now. sort
1: of, like, he just dressed, like, he had a beanie hat on. And he had this sort of dyed blonde hair and, like, yeah, we love Alejandro. We love Scary Pool Party. No, I
0: so don't recognise him at all.
1: Doesn't look American Idol either, does he?
0: No, he does not look American Idol. He, again, it's a bit odd that he did this and not the voice.
1: yeah. But it's it's done really well for him. Like, so he's at a festival that me and Tom went to a few years back, and some friends went to in Portugal called Nos Alive. And like, he's on the lineup at that festival. I feel like um, Kings of Leon are there, They're like quite like, big
0: names, like big big names. names.
1: Like he's he's on the lineup. He's done a UK tour. He's it's brilliant. Really, really good.
0: I love that, and it was incredible. Like the guitar playing was so like really. Uh, it was really nice to listen to. Really like yeah,
1: that. it's it's actually really re- relaxing. Like it's um just a completely different vibe for American Idol, I think. And um yes. Ameri- uh, these
0: shows so in America, these shows are very big on their country singers, aren't they? Yeah. This country is all about the divas and sort of cheeky chappy men, they tend to do quite well as well. Yeah. So my choice is Misha B. Misha B. Hello World, she be Misha, with her song Do You Think of Me? Oh, wait, do you hear me? Remember Misha? No. <laughs> what do you mean you don't remember Misha? What right, I'm sorry. So Misha was on the eighth series of the X Factor and she came fourth, but Misha had some issues during her <gasps> time the show.
1: I do remember. I do remember, I do remember. Carry off. Good.
0: Misha had some issues during her time on the show where she had been accused of bullying by Talisa live on television. And from that moment, it kind of didn't She She really struggled to bounce back from it. And Misha has commented on it in recent years and sort of said things were said. And, you know, I wasn't really asked any questions about it. I wasn't really given a chance. I was just accused of these things on live television. Even Gary Barlow has said that those allegations ended her chance of winning the competition. However, I believe until that moment, so this was the series that Little Mix won. So, and I wouldn't change Little Mix winning for the world. But the final should have been Misha being Little Mix up on that stage together that's where we should have been. You you shouldn't just go on live television and just basically call someone a bully because all that's going to do is alienate them and victimise them.
1: Like basically ruin their entire life. You can't do that. Yeah. Like, like if things like that need to be said, they need to be said like, and sorted out like off camera.
0: Dealt with privately, completely agree with you. So Misha is someone who I don't think ever got a fair shot at it. And... She was rooted, like, when she was on the show and before that moment, so she auditioned with respect by Areva Franklin. She, uh, you know, week one, she sang Rolling in the Deep um, by Adele. She was incredible because she added her own little twist to everything. So she didn't just come out and sing Rolling in the Deep. It was like an R&B version, which had a rap in the middle of it. And she was like an artist already, which I... It's quite unusual for a show like The X Factor. So while she was still singing covers, you could see what she was going to be when she finished the show.
1: Do you think that they thought that she was competition and that's one of the reasons that they...
0: I completely think they thought she was competition because I don't remember at the start of the show people talking about Little Mix. But I do remember people talking about Misha B. You know, not saying anything. And I'm glad Little Mix are the people they are today and I'm not blaming them would you know they i don't think they weren't on stage saying it they weren't the ones making those statements yes, it I was
1: yeah i just don't it think that's possible. okay at all and i remember thinking at the time like oh it's not very nice of her to be bullying people and 100 people must have been like been like that do you know what i mean
0: yeah i like, completely agree with you because you're hearing it from the people that are apparently in the know almost yeah, so you go yeah. well, they're people we trust
1: <sighs> no that was not exhausting okay.
0: Not okay. Yeah, I know. Song? What do you think of, do you I quite think like of this one.
1: I think I quite like this one. I again think her voice is better than this music, but I think that happens to a lot of uh, talent show contestants.
0: I, they tend to, through no choice of their own, have to release something quite quickly.
1: Yeah, and I think what they release can tend to be quite generic.
0: Vocally, she's incredible. I think she wrote this song. This song's about her dad, um, yeah. who wasn't on the scene. But I don't know how much involved, she would have been involved in like the production side of things. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I think through no fault of the artist's own, because there's a, a need to get something out before the public forget about them, because it is like a conveyor belt, isn't it? There's, like, this desire, and they have to yeah. get something out very, very quickly so that if we can they want to be
1: remembered, yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's where we are with this song. But I love this song. Okay, <laughs> so we're time for our final category. And these categories are very loose this week yeah it's, it's just let's talk about five songs from talent shows that we like pretty much but you know so our final category is uh, wild card my wild
1: card is from a contestant from the 10th season of american idol it's hayley reinhardt and she this the choice that i have made is her performing with the postmodern jukebox and it's a cover of habits by Tove lowe
0: well you're gonna- God. I did not know that
1: there we go look at all this and that I feel like is good enough for a wild card that
0: is a proper wild card you fucking idiot right oh God. like a proper proper wild card so tell me the name of the singer again sorry her name is Haley Reinhardt yeah I she... know the name where do I know the name from
1: she's actually been fairly successful um, outside of American Idol so she performed with the postmodern jukebox fairly often and obviously they were really viral as cross facebook videos and stuff like that right yeah. they would do like these jazzy versions of like well known songs mm-hmm. and a couple of her performances with them went viral um but she also mm-hmm. performed on jeff goldblum's jazz album that he <laughs> that he recently released she, that but, but i really like this cover i think The song is almost unrecognisable. I think it suits her voice wonderfully.
0: Because I quite liked Overlow and I did not recognise the song. But I thought this was like an old school jazz song. I had absolutely no idea. Proper wildcard choice as well. Like, understood the assignment on that one. I
1: know, right? And like, I mean, if you do fancy, she's got quite a lot of albums out there. I've never like hugely delved into it, but... I enjoy this song and I enjoy her when she does this kind of stuff, but I might go back now and listen to a bit more of her stuff.
0: I thought her voice was stunning. Stunning.
1: I really liked this period of American Idol um, where the judges were Randy Jackson, again.
0: He never leaves, does he?
1: But um, this was the season that J-Lo and Steve Tyler were.
0: Ah, which then birthed us. The Will I Am, J Lo and Steve Tyler song. Yeah, fantastic. Weird. So this like the first series after Simon Coward left.
1: So Simon Cow left, uh, and he was on with Cara Diogardi, whoever she was. Oh, and um, and she's
0: a really famous songwriter. She writes a lot yeah. of songs.
1: Brandy Jackson and Ellen. Generous for some really weird that reason. That was the
0: weirdest time, wasn't it? It was like when G- Robbie Williams' wife was a judge on the x then,
1: yes, yeah, so weird. And then Randy Jackson came back with J-Lo and Steven Tyler. And then they did it for a few seasons. And then I stopped watching because I didn't like the judging panel. And that was when Nicki Minaj Mariah and Mariah Carey, Carey and, and Keith Urban were on it.
0: Well, they only did it for one year, didn't they? Because Mariah Carey and Nicki Minaj pretty much argued all the time.
1: Yeah, and then after that... Keith Urban came back with Harry Connick Jr. and J Lo, and then they did that for two seasons, no, three seasons, and then season sixteen it was Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, and Lionel Richie.
0: Like the, that was when it came back.
1: Yeah, so that came back. It came back in two thousand and eighteen, and the last Harry Connick Jr., J Lo, Keith Urban series was twenty sixteen.
0: And it's quite weird, isn't it? Because I feel like these shows, even like even like American Idol and The X Factor when it was still on, The Voice, none of them really make massive, massive stars anymore. No. But people still love the shows.
1: And that, that is the reason that we are releasing this episode now, because the next series of American Idol launches, like, on, like, the 26th or 27th of February. I can't remember which one it is. But when it comes on Netflix, I am going to watch it.
0: I'm missing, like, a singing competition in my life, so maybe I'll maybe I'll start. So
1: I, also, you love Katie. like we. Oh, I love, love Katie
0: Katy Perry. I love Katy Perry. Anyway, this is Hayley
1: (laughs) Reinhardt. This was my wild card. I feel like this was a valid wild card.
0: Yeah. So I took wild card to just mean someone else that I liked. (laughs) 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 So my wild card is Grace Davies from series 14 of The X Factor with her song Roots. And then you came out.
1: So this this was a later one,
0: right? Like the last series I watched. Yeah, I
1: remember her face. I remember her face.
0: So this was the series that was won by Raxu.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. But Grace came second. She was mentored by Sharon osborne I mean, how much mentoring actually happened there? We'll never truly know. But I just remember the second I watched her audition, both me and Ollie were like, "I love this girl." Absolutely love her. So, she auditioned. This was her audition song. So, this is her own song that she wrote, and she auditioned with it, which is quite rare for the X Factor to perform your own songs on the show.
1: Yeah, well, this is what, like Alejandro Aranda, right? It's the same thing. Yeah, that kind of vibe.
0: vibe, which is more like Fame Academy. Like, yeah, you know, Fame Academy, that kind of thing. So, she auditioned with this song Roots, which is she said on the show at her audition that she wrote it about how. She'd heard friends talking about how she was always just going to be like a pub singer and never go anywhere with her life. Oh my gosh. Like, they're not your friends, sweetheart.
1: Especially if they didn't even sit you down and have like an intervention with you. They were just like
0: bitching, basically, gossiping. Yeah. So she wrote Roots about that experience and then performed it for the first time for the judges. She got four yeses. I remember it vividly. I remember Sharon Osborne crying simon cowell said there's no such thing as a perfect audition but this is pretty close um oh. Louis Walsh, Louis Walsh said you've got a big hit on your hands there and nicole scherzinger i remember was like can you give me a copy of that i want to listen to it and then she did really well all through the series she was always really popular all the way through but the, like, the thing is it's the british public and they will always guys tend to do better on these sort of shows
1: yeah especially this like boy band
0: yeah, exactly. And Raxu, they were also doing their own songs to give them full credit. Like, I remember
1: that, that too. Yeah, I remember that. So
0: there was both of them doing their own songs this series. Um, But she didn't win, unfortunately. You know, she went away. She released an album, which is it's pretty good. She's a great songwriter, I think. So the album's good. But then finally, at the end of last year, she was like, I'm sorry it's taken me so long. Here is the studio version of Roots. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know. So I, mean, maybe she's a wild card because she was on a show like The X Factor doing her own thing.
1: I love when people come on talent like shows like this and actually have proper talent. Like yes. being able the- to sing is, is great. Like it's a wonderful thing. But I don't know if you can actually advance your career without something else in this industry.
0: Well, like I think something that was great about Grace and Raxu on this series of The X Factor, you could see what kind of artists they were going to be.
1: Yeah. But I so, think that's, that's definitely something that's happening more and more, because especially in American Idol, after people saw Alejandro do that and do so, so well, they would come out on their own and try and sing their own songs that they'd written and stuff. But the judges will be honest and be like, actually, it's not well written. You've not written a good song there. <laughs> because it can happen. It, it's not like if you can sing, you can also write songs. It's just not how it works. Like,
0: No, they're not the same gift.
1: Um, But I, I did really like this. I, I think she... She is a good songwriter and I do remember the audition now. Good on her. I'm well glad done.
0: I finally have a studio version because every now and again, I would find myself on YouTube just listening to her perform it live on the X Factor. And it's nice to have a, a proper version to listen to, isn't it?
1: And it is good. Lester. It's good as well, made. So I like the album art. I, she feels like an artist, you know?
0: She does feel like she feels, knows. That's it. She feels like she knows exactly who she is. I remember watching the audition and thinking as well, Simon Cowell was seeing pound signs in his eyes with yeah. this girl.
1: Cash, cash, cash.
0: Yeah. And it's a shame she came on the X Factor. It's a shame she's young because that means she missed the boat on the X Factor's golden years of getting to be a superstar.
1: Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. Sorry. It does not
0: happen anymore. You could be literally the best, most talented singer in the world and these shows are not going to do anything for you anymore. I'm sorry to say.
1: Right. Uh... That was a like,
0: negative note to end it on, wasn't it?
1: We put our songs onto the mega playlist for this week. What are we going to do?
0: What are you going to go for? Putting on "Crush" by David Archuleta.
1: (laughs) I don't
0: even know the words, but I love it. I thought it was so camp. Like you
1: know, it is so camp. Do you know what I'm really? I'm really disappointed because I would love to put on "Can't Break Down" by Sinead Quinn.
0: Okay, so let's say you've chosen Sinead Quinn "Can't Break Down," but what are you going to put on in second place?
1: Uh, best song ever. <laughs> no, I'm not. Song... No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna. No. I'm gonna put roots. I'm gonna put roots. Ah, oh, love that. I just want to support artists on this podcast. You know?
0: Yeah, I totally know what you mean. I totally know what you mean. And so, what made you not want to choose Aiden Grimshaw, the man you remember so vividly?
1: Oh, I just can't. I just didn't like that. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll choose the lady that sang with him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh i want to go and listen to some more grace davies now i won't lie to you
1: yeah she's she's going on the mega playlist well done
0: well done babe and along with david archer let's we're having like a mid-tempo ballad section
1: yeah um so that's it for this week we've we've done it we've celebrated talent show losers
0: we celebrate talent show losers and podcast winners which is us yes Thank you to everyone that's listened to us for the last year. Thank you to everyone that's helped us chart in multiple countries all around the world. So
1: there we go. That's it. That's the end of us. No, I'm joking. It's not the end of us. It's the end of a brilliant year and we're just planning on carrying on.
0: So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Songs for When Pod.
1: And you can find all of our playlists on Spotify if you just search Songs for When. We're all there ready for you to go. Ready to go.
0: Please leave us a five star review. It means the world to us, and it really helps. I love that.
1: Yeah, and you can do it on Spotify and iTunes now. So there's, there's not really a, a reason. Not really for an not. excuse. Like if you don't, then why are you listening?
0: If you haven't left us a five star review, can you please write us a letter and explain why? <laughs> <laughs>
1: or write us a five star review. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna put that much effort into writing a fucking letter. thanks again to george for providing our theme music
0: that's right and thank you to you thank you for being a friend Friend. travel down the road and back back again again.
1: well there's only really one way we could say goodbye this week and it doesn't make much sense but what could fit more perfectly than to have A podcast party on the day day we came came to be. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday birthday to you.